on Parade of Ministry Sunday. I look forward to this Sunday. We do this once a year, and I look forward to this Sunday because I do feel that it is an eye-opener to people every year to be able to, wow, there's that many kids here. Wow, there's that much going on here. Valerie, you ready to roll? I need all the rest of the volunteers. Would you please stand? You volunteer for any Whatever. type of work here in this building. Praise God. Yeah. 
How about all the teens in this building stand right now? All the teens? No more. Awesome, 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 awesome. We are always looking for volunteers. And I have told different uh, ministry leaders, there are times... The way to do it is just go recruit somebody because there are people that you could probably do a great job at something, but you're just not going to volunteer. So what we got to do, we got to recruit you. So don't be offended if somebody recruits you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Things just don't happen. How many knows that? Them dishes at home don't just get washed, no matter what you're, or washed, like they say in Wayne County. Are you washed in the blood? <laughs> Things just don't happen, and we need everybody getting involved. It's everybody doing their part. One snowflake won't stop nothing, but you get enough of them together, and they can stop a car. So listen, it's everybody doing their part. And that's what this service is about. I'm going to bring home just a few points, and then we're going to be done. But I want this really to get down into your head and into your spirit that I need to volunteer for something. I need to help out. Preacher, I'm too old. Really? You don't want to look at the Bible for that and, 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 and think that'll back you up. You really don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Moses was 80 when God called him into full-time ministry. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we ask and pray for your blessings upon the remainder of this service. Help us, dear God, to convey just a few simple truths to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. How many familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan? The part about that story that is so pathetic is the Levite and the priest. They saw the same guy that the Good Samaritan saw. And it says they passed by on the other side. That guy's a bloody mess, says the priest in his head. If I went over there and helped him, some of his blood might get on my priestly garment. And I'm getting ready to go to church. So I can't allow that to happen. Both of those guys acted like uncaring scoundrels. Or what's the word that grandma uses all the time? What is that word, Greg? Yeah, yeah, they act like two uncaring scamps, you scamp. 
you scamp. But the good Samaritan went where he was, put him on his donkey, went to an inn. There, the Bible says that they poured in oil and wine, they bandaged him up, and then he said, I will be back tomorrow at about this time. Here's money. If you need any more, when I come back, I'll pay you the more money that you need. And that guy was a Samaritan, a half-breed dog, as far as the Jewish people was concerned. And Jesus elevated that guy and his actions far above the people that looked like they would be the caring ones. Today, this service is all about the actions of the Good Samaritan. He saw that there was a need and he went and filled that need. Church, we should never, whether it is here, Centralia, or Fairfield, have to beg people to get involved. This is an opportunity for you to serve. I'm trying to help you out. Because one of these days, you'll stand before God. And it's going to look real good if you have said, yeah, I want to help with the youth, I want to get involved in a ministry, and you put your heart and soul in that, when that great day of reckoning comes, God's going to say, that was a stamp of approval on what you did. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. Oh, no, the preacher will get it done. If he don't get it done, his wife will get it done. If they don't get it done, the staff will get it done. If they don't get it done, department heads, they'll get it done. It's for everybody to get involved. Everybody. Everybody. In Chicago, years back, a young lady was savagely beaten and left for dead and 23 Chicagoans watched it happen and did nothing. Do you remember, it happened about a month and a half ago, where the woman was on the bus and those kids verbally abused her and somebody was videotaping that and they, all the people on the bus did nothing. Last week, and I might add on that, was the older woman. They took her money that she'd been saving for a vacation, and that went nationwide. And my last understanding of that, uh, people have given in excess of $300,000 for that woman to go on vacation. But last week, the woman was beaten on a bus in Philadelphia, I think it was, the city of brotherly love of all places and the bus driver said he seen nothing as this woman was pummeled by two men but what about the people sitting around that did nothing I'd be hard pressed to sit by if I was on a bus somewhere 
whether the, whether the person was young or old, and sit by and do nothing. I would share the love of Jesus with that person after I did everything I could You know, there are times that the pastor in being a shepherd, there are times that he ministers to the sheep, and there are other times that he clubs the wolf over the head. Well, boy, I didn't think I'd go to church and hear a preacher talk like that. You're used to these sissy preachers. There's a scripture in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 18, verse 7, that I'm going to read. I have used this, I think, on a Wednesday night one time, but man, and, and I'm not going to get bogged down in a movie that I saw years ago that goes perfectly along with this. I'm not, I'm not going to leave that alone because I don't have the time. It says in verse 7 of Judges 18, talks about the people of Laish. They lived in Israel. How the Bible says they dwelt careless, or really the word is carefree. They lived in a well-watered, fertile plain, a great place for them to raise their family, their livestock, to raise their fruits and vegetables. They dwelt carefree. They were quiet and secure. They had no magistrate in the land. There was no law. There was no cop. They didn't need a cop. Because everybody just cared after their own things. They were secure. They were quiet. And here's the kicker. And they had no business with anyone. I looked up a couple other versions. They had no dealings with anyone else. They had no relationship with anyone else. At the end of the chapter, the exact same thing is said again. They had no business with anyone else. And the reason it's said again is because the same people of Laish that would not help anyone else. If there was a, a, a nearby city that had caught fire, Instead of their firemen rushing over there, no, they stayed right where they were at. If there was a catastrophe that happened in a nearby city, no, they had no business with anyone else. They were quiet and they were secure. We like our little church preacher. We like how we're doing it right here and we don't really... Hmm, somebody else came in, they might rock the boat. 
The people of Laish had no dealings with anyone else. Like a hammer, another tribe come in and ransacked and battled against the people of Laish. And no one came to help. And the reason why is because it says, because they had no business with anyone else. That will come back and bite you. Oh, preacher, I ain't going to get involved. I ain't going to, I'm just going to do my own thing. That will come back and bite you. We are to actively be involved. D.L. Moody went and talked with a young woman about her soul and the Spirit of God came upon that young woman. She was visibly upset. D.L. Moody tried to get her to realize you can be saved right now, right now today, and she didn't do it. And she went back home and her husband seen that she was upset. Why are you upset, honey? I talked to D.L. Moody today. He seen me on the street and, and he asked me about my soul. And man, that guy was mad. He went and looked that preacher up. And he put his finger in D.L. Moody's face and said, Preacher, you need to mind your own business. And D.L. Moody said, Young man, that is my business. He made it a part of his life for him to actively go out and try to reach some of someone else. Some people in church are just like the Levite that passed by. Didn't have time. Didn't want to get invested in what was going on. I'm too busy doing my own thing. And I don't want to get involved. Like the people of Laish, that attitude will sooner or later nail you. Because there's going to come a time you're going to need help. And it very well could be nobody going to be there to help. Why? The law of sowing and reaping. What you are willing to sow into a person's life, God will make sure that you reap that within your own life. And the law of sowing and reaping is you reap later than you sow. And the law of sowing and reaping is you reap more, thank God. Then you sow. The people of Laish were quiet and secure. No business with anyone. No dealings with anyone. No relationship with anyone. Patty Robertson years ago on a Wednesday night got up and spoke how that she went to a 10-year-old where he lived and picked him up for vacation Bible school and did that all week long. Jeremy Stroud was that 10-year-old's name. Thank God when people get involved in other people's lives. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Instead of, like the people of Lace, building a wall around yourself and saying, oh, I've got what I need. Don't come over and borrow any of my stuff. You know people like that. Immediately, somebody come to your mind when I said that. 
In World War II, Martin Niemuller, a man who should have and spoken out but didn't. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a preacher that should have spoken out and certainly did speak out. And but this day, that man, his sermons and his messages and things that he said and did while he was in prison are still studied to this day. But Martin Niemuller, a preacher that should have spoken out, didn't speak out. And here's what Martin Niemuller wrote, and this is what people know and remember about Martin Niemuller. Nazi Germany. Here's what he says. First, they came for the communist, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a communist. Next, they came for the socialist, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the tradesman, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a tradesman. Then they came for the Jewish people, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't Jewish. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. The people of Laish, quiet and secure, living in their own bubble, living in their own little time and space, no dealings with anyone else. No, I'm not going to get involved. And God commands us to get involved. Commands us to get involved. There was no deliverer for the people of Laish because they had no business with anyone else. They had no dealings with anyone else. They had no relationships with anyone else. Orchardville Church needs you to be involved. Do you think Paul the Apostle was a busy man when the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to go in a new direction? Do you think he was already busy? I do. Do you think the 12 disciples who would become the 12 disciples, that they were already busy in their lives? Do you? I do. And yet, those people that spoke into other people's lives, look at the impact and the difference that they made. I could name at least 20 people that made a huge impact, not only in my life, but in my ministry life. I could name 20 people, just like right now. And thank God they did. Thank God they did. I want every person, and I know. I, you know, it's like the, the dental association. How many times do they want you to brush your teeth a day? Three times a day. Why do they do that? Because knowing that, you know, if we tell them three, at least they'll brush them once. I hope. And when I say this, I want everybody to get involved. I know, I know from the get-go, that's not going to happen. But that's what I've got to shoot for. That's what I've got to shoot for. It's like what God tells Abraham, uh, be ye perfect because I am perfect. He told Moses, be ye perfect for I am perfect. 
God's got, again, brush your teeth three times, knowing they'll brush them at least once. God cannot ask for anything less. Ah, just, you know, what, what if God said, ah, just do your best? <laughs> How would people live? Not very good. And if I stand up here and say, oh, well, you know, if you want to volunteer, it'd be great. If not, well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Wouldn't hit nobody. I want people to know what we're doing is valuable. It's worthwhile. Look at all of these kids. There's more babies and little bitty infants and kids in this church than most churches have in full-size adults. People need... We need you to get involved. And you know, it may not be with the kids. And I understand that. I mean, I do. I worked with teens when I was at Fairfield years ago. Pastor said, Mark, I want you to be the leader of the teens. And I said, well, my hearing's not been the greatest lately. What was it you said again? I want you to be the leader of the teens. Like, oh gosh, are you sure about that? They hated me and I hated them. <laughs> it wasn't a real, it wasn't a real good fit. I mean, and I understand, you know, not everybody's going to be cut out, you know, to work with the teens or you're not going to be cut out to, uh, there's some of, like to work with a little baby and try to change his diaper, it'd be the, the rapid response team would have to be in there helping you as you're puking on the kid. Uh, I understand that too. But there, with all the different ministries, there's a way to get involved. There really is. There really is. There really is. We need you to get involved. Don't be like the people of Laish who are quiet and secure, minding my own business. There's a, I've been humming this for a week. And singing what words I remember. Um, years ago, there was a song that a woman wrote. Her daughter attends this church. I came on business for the king. How'd that go? I came on business. How'd that go? They taught me to, uh, I came on business for the king. He taught me to smile and he taught me to sing. No, her daughter goes here. And son-in-law. That's what we need to be. We need to be involved in the business of the king. And man, what an opportunity it is to be able to, yeah, I'm working and I'm plugged in. And I'm doing something. Don't just say, oh, Orchardville gives away a lot of CDs. You need to give away some CDs. Oh, uh, Orchardville ministers to a lot of people. You need to minister to people. It's like, um, oh, you can't see it. I'd have to move some stuff here. Let me, can I move this around without something falling off the wall? Or Can I move this? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Can I unplug this without something just tearing up terribly? Huh? Can I unplug this? Can I? Where's Carly? Right there. 
Still not plugged in. So you can be close. You can be real close. You can go to this church every Sunday. And still, you'd be laying right here. You'd be in the trash can. Be laying on this. <laughs> plugged in. Get plugged in. That's what we need. That's what we need. And I'm not a beggar. I'm a preacher. I'm not going to beg people to do it. Again, I'm trying to help you out. One of these days, we're all going to stand before God. And the Bible says our works will be before him. And they'll either be wood, hay, and stubble, which will be works that will be burned up in the fire and won't mean nothing. Or it'll be gold, silver, and precious stones. And when they go through the fire, they come out on the other side of the fire. And an angel the whole time is taking whatever works you had and he's making a crown. And if what you've done has been little to nothing, it's going to be put in the fire and going to go poof, poof, poof. And that angel will come out with, oh, there's a little good work, oh, there's a good work. And he's going to come out with a crown that's going to fit on your little finger, a thimble crown. How stupid would that look sitting on somebody's head? And then for you to take that and place that at the feet of Jesus when maybe the person before you had a crown that was fashioned because of all the works and time, effort that they put into a ministry here at Orchardville Church. Let me see how many old timers we got here. You ate the margarine and it went da 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 da. <laughs> and be able to take that type of crown and place that at the feet of Jesus and the people saying, My, that person really loved the Lord. Really loved the Lord. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, we do thank you. Lord, I honor you for the call. I honor you, Lord God, that we as Christian people can get involved in what your business is. And Lord, like D.L. Moody said a hundred years ago, this is my business. God, I want to be able to say the same thing. It is my business trying to help others. It is my business trying to motivate others to do exactly that. It is my business, but the kingdom of God is so vitally, 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 vitally important, and I want to become involved in that. In your name we're praying, amen. If you want to, if you want a crop, you plant some corn, If you want a tree, you plant that tree and you wait years and you see the results of that tree. But if you really want to plant and invest in something, you invest in a person because that investment can continue throughout all eternity. Throughout all eternity.
I'm having a block. What was your uh, What was your mom's name? Norma. I came on business for the king. I'll never forget as a young kid, probably 16, 17 years of age, the first time I heard that woman sing that. Man, she could sing her too. I came on business for the king. Either you're going to do that or you're going to have no business with any person. I want to be in what God's interested in. I do. And that's people. That's people. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.